0: you know what, after seeing the way humans treat each other, I'd prefer to stay an animal. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Shellcast, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shellcast, I should say. I'm your host for today's episode, Chris, joined by my brothers Andrew and John. As always, Andrew, how are we doing?
1: Doing great. Doing well. John? Doing good. We worked through a couple technical difficulties this morning, so we're we're back on the horse, back on the wagon, and we're ready to go. What
2: doesn't kill you makes you stronger
1: yeah (laughs) ready
0: to ride for season two episode nine splinter no more uh honestly not my favorite episode but we will do the recap as always we've got a some turtle tech we've got pizza time we've got the villain rankings and a new segment which is going to be a surprise for andrew and john um which we'll get to but first we have another new segment channel six breaking news So hopefully everybody out there has caught this breaking news. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie trailer, I think it's called Mutant Mayhem, has dropped, which is directed by Seth Rogen. uh, Premiered at the Nickelodeon uh, Teen Choice Awards or Kids' Choice Awards, whatever it's called. where They hand out the blimps and slime everyone. Um, So first thoughts on the trailer, John, we'll start with you.
1: My first thought was a great choice of music. Great choice of soundtrack backdrop to it. I Andrew has given us a little info on the animation style, but I'm excited for animation style. It looks really different. Cool, um, not your classic like animation or CGI, but like a cross between sort of comic book and animation. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking that I like the characters, the voices. I think I need to get used to a little bit, but I'm excited.
2: yeah i I love the animation um so this i think it comes from the director of spider-man into the spider-verse so it's got that feel a little bit but a little bit more of the mitchell's versus the machines which is a movie that came out a couple years ago during covid so like john said it's pretty unique it's got 3d but it's also got a 2d feel i love the trailer i love everything about mutant mayhem Uh, i've got some gripes which we'll get to but overall i'm amped i know there's a lot of hate going on because it is very kid-centric but i think that's exactly what TMNT is all about the kids
0: yeah and i think to me like john said cool it's cool music i think it actually just looks like a cool movie and you gotta keep in mind it's for kids you know they made the teenage mutant ninja turtles i think it was the james bay version which I just thought were stupid. They, I didn't like the way they animated them or anything like that. But this, j- just watching the trailer, it actually feels like the, the turtles are cool again, which I like.
1: Yeah i I think um I just have the cast pulled up and who's doing voices. Seth Rogen as Bebop, and John Cena as Rocksteady. I think are going to be absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah. Run through,
1: run through the whole list, John, if you can. Yeah. Yep, so Paul Rudd is the voice of Mondo Gecko. Not sure who that is. Mondo Gecko, that is. Obviously, I know who Paul Rudd is. <laughs> uh, Giancarlo Esposito is Baxter Stockman. So that's um, the guy from Breaking Bad. The bad guy, yeah. Yeah. I Poyos Hermanos her guy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those Poyos Hermanos. Rose Byrne is Leatherhead. Uh, Jackie Chan is Splinter. Seth Rogen, Bebop. John Cena's is Rocksteady. Natasha Demetrio is Wingnut. who's wingnut.
2: Wingnut is a mutant bat. Got it. Mutant,
1: mutant bad guy? Bat. B-A-T. I don't mean bat. B-A-T. I think they are bad, but I'm not, I don't recall. Yep. The lovable Maya Rudolph is Cynthia Utram. Utrum. Uh Io Adebri is April O'Neil. Ice Cube is Superfly. Wow, I didn't know this. Post Malone is Ray Filet. Wow. I I don't even know who
0: Ray Filet is.
2: Ray Filet is kind of like Man Ray, Chris.
0: Post Malone was in another movie, a Netflix, a terrible, terrible movie with Jason Statham. It's like an action movie. It's probably the worst movie I've ever seen, but he is. I think that was his acting debut. He's not bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hannibal Burris is Genghis Frog. Wow, I'm excited Genghis Frog makes an appearance. And then the four turtles, uh, Brady Noon is Raphael. Nicholas Cantu is Leonardo. Shaman Brown Jr. is Michelangelo. And Micah Abbey is Donatello.
2: So we've got actual teenagers voicing the turtles, which is cool. I think maybe for the first time. Um, But notably, no Shredder. Oh, yeah. And no Krang. Which, honestly,
0: I kind of like. Yeah. Bring in some new villains. Because every time they reboot this, it's like they just keep telling the same origin story over and over again and tweak it slightly. So it sounds like this is going to be either a little bit different or they're actually going to get some of the other characters involved, which I like.
2: Yeah, I do like the big cast. There's a lot of great names. So the voice actors, um, awesome. Jackie Chan is Splinter. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but overall, I'm very excited. I think they also released the toys, uh, images of the toys which i thought were pretty cool my only gripe honestly i've got two one is i don't like Raf's full like durag bandana i don't know and his missing tooth The missing tooth doesn't bug me as much um but the glasses to donnie i'm also not a huge fan of really oh, i like that leaning into the the nerd stereotype but overall i mean i think it's great Honestly, I can't say enough good things about it. I've been hyped. I've been sending you guys texts of all the leaks and all the info. I do think there's also supposed to be a spin-off TV show that's coming from the movie, which I think will be neat. But it, it does say win. in the
1: trailer, a new generation of superheroes.
2: Yeah. And I think also when they release the news, they signed Seth Rogen to a trilogy deal is what I've heard. So... To Chris's point, I think setting up for Shredder or, and or Krang in a sequel uh, is, is makes a lot of sense to kind of switch it up. And then we have a ton of mutants we've never seen outside of the cartoons or the comics, which is neat as well. So I'm Christmas. I'm in. I'm ready. I've, I've got August 4th marked on my calendar. I think we might do a special bonus episode, review the movie. Yeah, perhaps?
0: I didn't realize they said I knew it was August. I didn't realize they set a date for the release yet. That is exciting!
1: Wow, well, that means I'll have to go see it on premiere day night. Yeah, might have to. The last time I've been to the movies,
0: I can't remember the last time I was excited to go see a movie.
1: But I think I think the last movie I was really excited for was Avatar.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> Did you see Avatar? Too? <laughs> that was a,
1: no, that was a joke, and no, I didn't. Avatar: The Way of Water, best picture nominee for the Oscars. Yeah. Along was with, it life-changing, Joe? I didn't watch it. Along with, I was shocked when I found out that Top Gun Maverick was nominated for Best Picture.
0: People freaked out when that movie came out.
1: I know, but I it's like... Haven't it. You haven't seen it? No. Is
0: um, is um What's the All Quiet on the Western Front? That's going to be up that, for something. Yeah. Great.
1: All Quiet on the Western Front. I think the, the most nominated movie is Everything Everywhere All at Once and is expected to take home the lion's share of awards, so...
0: Have either of you seen it or no? Nope. No. 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 All right. Well, that was our first Channel 6 breaking news. Hopefully more to come on that. Um, Now we'll move into pizza time. Pizza time. So last episode, I had the displeasure of losing. Well, did I lose the poll? No. Did I volunteer (laughs) to eat the pizza? Yes. So we have... So you can see an all-sauce pizza here. For my punishment, I added a little seasoning to the sauce just for flavor. That's some Italian seasoning.
1: What you should have done is get in one of those baboli's crust. You know those things? The The... Boboli? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) and then I'll get a jar of this squeeze sauce to go right on top of it. Those things taste like garbage. You
2: You should have just got a Lunchable, Chris.
1: Ooh. Yeah,
0: those are gross too. You uh, this is Julio's pizza, cooked with the cheese scraped off, sauce reapplied, dust on it. It's regular seasoning.
2: Italian seasoning.
0: Here we go. Whoa, oh. <laughs> but not good.
2: See, I thought for a while Chris had talked about
1: ordering pizza. Yeah, I did. To. I didn't
0: have the balls to order a sauce pizza.
1: You should have gone half just sauce, half just cheese and then folded it in half like a calzone.
0: I mean, if this was fresh out of the oven, like I had intended, it would have got like a six. This is a 4.82. Wait,
1: no, you're. It's a. No, you said it wrong based on our new updated graphic.
0: No, 4.82. How am I supposed to say it?
2: I think we're playing $4. off oh, $4.82. Yeah. What would you what would you pay for it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: $4.82 is what I would pay for this.
2: <laughs> That's pretty low. That's pretty bad. I thought I thought sauce would have been higher personally. Yeah. Chris says he, he loves a saucy pizza too.
0: <laughs> I do, but my so the the plan was to cook in an Ilios and just take the cheese off and use the sauce that was on there. But Ilios when you cook There's them, no sauce, right? Yeah, it just like melds all together. So I scraped it, and then it was just crust. So I had to reapply sauce, and all I had was crushed tomatoes. So I put the crushed tomatoes on, and then I had to spice it up, and it's just its cold. It's its recooked because I cooked it earlier, and then I had to microwave it.
1: (laughs) Not great. (laughs) One. Who the fuck microwaves pizza?
0: To reheat a pizza, John? I'm not firing up the the air fryer for a Toaster oven, buddy. I don't have a toaster. Air
1: fryer. Put it in the freaking stove. Oven so the broil on. In the oven to,
0: for a slice of pizza. When well, I found did out the first five minutes ago, we were recording again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should have just took a blowtorch and just like... You want
0: me to like start up a rocket over here for a <laughs> slice of pizza? I'm just putting it in the microwave, hitting a minute, and then coming upstairs
2: with it. So $4.82. Where does that uh, slot this one, John? What's it next? That to? is
1: gonna slot us right above whipped cream. And right below uh, right below I guess banana and sausage is a seven dollar slice. Jeez,
0: there's a big gap right there.
1: Yeah. Cause whipped cream was four bucks. And then there's a lot that are below that. Yeah, banana and
2: sausage. We term seven at seven. Numbers. Yeah. So it slots in
1: between, yeah, between those. So we yeah. got a lot of real estate in the middle ground there.
2: Yep. Very good. Well, we will find out who is spinning the pizza time wheel for this episode later. Chris will pull up the uh, Twitter poll and we'll hop on it.
0: We will. So let's get to the episode recap. This episode, as I mentioned, Splinter No More. Um, again, not my favorite episode, but...
2: This might be my least favorite episode we've watched to date.
0: Yeah, hate's a strong word, but I really did not care for this episode at all. <laughs> <clears throat> so we start off, similar to the last episode, we're kind of mid-scene mid here. So we start off, Michelangelo is running down the sewer. He's got his raincoat and fedora disguise on. And he's carrying a stack of pizzas. We go back to the turtles in the turtle lair. They're impatiently waiting as he busts through the door. They're all excited. He delivers the pizzas. They're starting to mow down. And Splinter walks out of his room. And Mikey says, hey, I know you don't like pizza, Splinter, but I got you some sushi. And Splinter, he doesn't even want the sushi. He's, he's sad. He's depressed. Um, he kind of just says thanks, but no thanks. And the turtles are, are starting to wonder, hey, why why is splinter so sad what's going on um and they kind of spit spitball some ideas but finally they decide that the reason splinter is sad is because he just misses being a human so much it's finally getting to him down in the turtle layer
2: it only took eight years for him to really miss being
1: human yeah i didn't realize that splinter didn't like pizza
2: That was mentioned in episode one or two, whenever they first bring April back to the lair. So I think episode one, they're all eating pizza. And, um, I know for a fact, Splinter is very prominent in the first two episodes, his love of sashimi and sushi Mm. and how he prefers that. So I think that's a callback to one of those early episodes. However, Mm. trench coats are back. So we finally have the normal disguise gear. And what do we got for pizza there, Chris?
0: So I visually identified this as a pepperoni and mushroom. There's definitely pepperoni. There looked to be some white, relatively circular things on the topping. So I call them mushrooms.
2: All right, we'll add it to
1: the board. Pizza with pepperoni and mushroom Which is topping. is
0: a good flavor to have.
1: That's so, I, I said it previously. It was my wife's favorite pizza. The mushroom? mushroom.
2: True. Pepperoni Ooh, and mushroom. Concept. Which I
1: scoffed at. Yeah, wow. did.
0: <laughs> so the Turtles decide Splinter's bummed out. How are they going to cheer him up? Well, Donnie reveals that this whole time that this show has been going on, he has some leftover mutagen from when they and Splinter were transformed back way back when, their origin story. And he's going to try and reactivate it and convert Splinter back to his human form. So,
2: good. Donnie heard your calling from last episode of what have you done for me lately? And he decides, I'm doing it now. I'm going to study this eight, nine, however old it is, half their life, eight years, let's say, seven years. Study the mutagen and unlock the recipe by reverse engineering it.
1: It does also fill some plot holes from the last episode where the punk frogs, you know, there's a scene where Donnie knows what the components of the mutagen are. And we all, Andrew, I think exclaimed that it ruined the whole, the whole episode or show form because it was the glaring plot hole, which I, this helps fill it in. But the, the fact that Donnie was just sitting on the fact that he has leftover mutagen is, It's almost unforgivable. What are you doing with this mutagen?
0: Yeah, this kind of feels like a reactionary episode. Yeah. Where, like all the questions that came out of the last one, they kind of paused and said, wait a minute. We have to close some loopholes here in our plot because it's becoming glaringly obvious that this should have happened earlier. I agree. So, they tell Splinter the plan to convert him back. He's in tears because he's just so overjoyed. And he agrees to go through with it. Um, Donnie, they show Donnie in the lab. He's got all this distilling going on, your classic glass menagerie. Mad
2: mad scientist scene, lab scene.
0: Um, He puts puts the mutagen, I'll call it the anti-mutagen, I guess, into a a spray, an aerosol can, which I thought was interesting. Um, Hoses splinter down. He immediately converts back to his Yoshi, Hamato Yoshi form. Um, you know, they're all joyful and the turtles urge him on to go try his new body out up topside. So he climbs up the ladder and away he goes.
1: The fact that they refer to like the real world as topside, I don't like. I love it. You do? I don't, yeah, it's I like love it. too like kitschy. Yeah, they're
2: trying too hard, but it that's one that persists for a long time. So I'm in buying topside. I do think the aerosol can, very dangerous, to just put that in there. Because, again, he, he hoses splinter in the face. And um, my immediate thought was the turtles were all surrounding him. So what if some of that spray just you know kind of drifts,
1: drifts their direction?
0: Yeah, for precision application, not the best option.
1: I did see but- Donnie had a, a N95 mask on.
0: Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna kind of split here because there's some parallel stories that run. We're gonna cover Splinter's track now because it's the shortest and honestly the most boring. Um, so we'll go through what happens to Splinter and then we'll get back to what goes on with the turtles. So Splinter climbs up through the manhole. Um, he's just kind of walking down the street, soaking it all in, and he has a couple bad experiences. He bumps into a guy on the sidewalk who gives him a little grief. And then he says, ah, maybe I've walked enough. Let me hop in a cab cabbie pulls over, just insults him straight to his face for not having any money. So splinter is not having a great time up in New York city. He decides to go into the park because he thinks maybe this will be more peaceful. I'll enjoy it more. He gets into the park and is instantly surrounded by a bunch of thugs ready to mug him. Um, They kind of enclose him, he gets ready to fight, and as he's getting ready to fight, he begins to transform back into his splinter rat form. So the mutagen spray is wearing off. Um, As he's mutating into this half rat, half human, it scares off the punks, and they kind of take off running. From there, he realizes he needs to get back down into the sewer, because he doesn't want to get trapped topside as a mutant, he'll draw too much attention. So he spies a manhole in the middle of the street. and he, he basically says, I have to go for this. This is my one chance. He makes a break for it and is instantly stopped by a car coming down the street, kind of parks on the manhole. At that point, he gets noticed by a bunch of people and enclosed in a quick like and unruly mob, basically. And they just kind of jeer at him. And he it looked like he flew away, but he just jumps, basically jumps and runs away from the crowd, hides into an alley. Once he's in the alley, he's kind of sitting there waiting. Uh, he's spotted by a couple of police officers, and they chase him down into a subway station where he is narrowly avoid, uh getting crushed by a train. And then from there, he's fully converted back to his rat form. So the mutagen is 100% worn off. The cops kind of chase him down into the tracks, and that's where we leave Splinter uh, for this episode until the end. He's kind of lost in the tracks looking around. Any thoughts on the splinter timeline?
2: It all happened very fast. So Donnie clearly either left out an ingredient or some sort of staying power for the retro mutagen spray or anti mutagen spray. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel for, for splinter there, he was so happy that he just ran, ran topside and forgot the fact that he needs to be able to function. So no money, no phone, nothing.
1: Yeah, he literally could not get out of that sewer faster than he did, he and it's long so far to just stroll around the city like so much so that even the turtles are
2: questioning if he'll ever return because they're they could tell they could just feel it was palpable that he was just ready ready to take off as a human. Fucking sick of their
1: turtle shit.
0: It's funny too when he was turned into a human, he had. Like a shirt and tie under his rat kimono or whatever you want to call it, like he kept his shredder garb, but also gi, morphed... Chris? yeah, his gi. He but he morphed into wearing like New York attire, which I thought was funny.
2: It's just interesting too. The first thing he does when he's human again is just he just wants to be in the hustle and bustle of the city, which I maybe I understand because he's been deprived of any social. Um, interaction as a as a rat in the sewer but that would not be the first thing like what, what would be the first thing if you had been living as a rat for seven years what would be the first thing you would do
1: if you were converted back to human john um hmm. that's a good question i would say probably yeah go out to a really nice dinner eat some like real good food Especially in New York, like there's, I'm sure there's a bunch of good places you could go to just to enjoy a meal that's not sushi or crappy pizza, leftover pizza. But
0: that's what I was gonna be. say, just take a nice shower, maybe a little spa, just something to clean the sewer off of you, or the rat off of you.
2: Yeah, food, shower, we're good. I was gonna say some something like go to a concert or some sort of big social gathering. I feel like that would also be something I would be missing out on is just a lot of people and, you know, some experience you haven't been able to have for a long time. Too movies. over,
0: it'd be too many people, too overwhelming.
2: Maybe, maybe the movies or something. I don't know. It's I depends, think how the... it's
1: been seven years.
2: Either you way, uh, I think Chris did some, some quick math since they're teenagers. We assumed oh, like yeah. 15, 14. And they said they spent half their life. In the bottom of a fishbowl before they were or terrarium before they were mutated. That's right. So either way, either way, I wouldn't choose the park. Central Park would not be the first place I would go. If I and if I had just become human.
0: The scene where they show him walking down the sidewalk with his cane reminds me of Seinfeld when Kramer is dressed as a pimp and he's just walking down the street in the Technicolor coat.
1: But the Technicolor Dream Coat. Yeah. So.
0: That's splinter storyline, back to the main storyline, we see April in front of the library um, doing a report for library week. So she's off, apparently off the big stories, just doing the local interest stories now. Um, She's doing this little library shoot. Irma's there for some reason, which makes no sense because she's just like an admin. But they wrap up the shoot and April. Who does she spy going into the library? Bebop and Rocksteady in tracksuits.
1: Nice. He's just
0: strolling in. <laughs> I also, so,
1: at that point, like any time I've noticed that they refer to bebop and Mark steady, they say rock steady and bebop. Drives Which, me nuts. Yeah. It doesn't roll off the
2: tongue. I, I didn't, I didn't notice that, that, but now I have to pay attention. It makes me so mad.
0: John's right. It's every single time. <laughs> wow. they, so. She spies him going in, and instantly her her antennas go up. She says, "I got to tell the Turtles." She places a call, um, and the Turtles are just sitting around in the sewer, still bummed out that Splinter. It feels like they're saying he ditched him, even though they egged him on to go yeah. test his new body out. But they're in, they're just still devastated that he's gone. So they get the call, and they agree they're going to go out and find Bebop Up and Rocksteady, go investigate what's going on. Um, so we cut back to the library, and turns out Bebop and Rocksteady are there to meet up with Shredder, who is in his monk-like robe again. Um, he has somehow a private room in this library where he's doing some research, and he explains that he has found the key to opening a portal to any dimension he desires in this book. Um, he says his goal is to open a portal himself without having to beg, Krang for it. To get his his army back from Dimension X, and all he needs to do is cast an ancient spell that's just written in one of these books.
1: Yeah, lol to the fact that there's just the spell in a book in the library.
2: I I find it interesting too. Shredder is still trying to circumvent Crane and just have direct access to Dimension X. They gotta work together. These two, if they work together, I feel like they would accomplish a whole lot a whole lot more but instead they're still just messing with each other left and right. But to your point, John, everybody had a library card in the 1980s. It's a fact. Um, and I'm sure there were mystical spells in lots of textbooks, but this one's particularly important. And why is that Chris?
0: Well, before we get to that, Andrew, we have another (laughs) new segment. I don't know what to call this one, but we're going to do in honor of a spell. We're going to do a little spelling bee for you and John. Let's kick show. Ooh. So you're going to have three words each. They're going to be themed for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. So which one of you would like to go first?
1: I'll go first. All
0: right. So we're going to start off easy and get a little bit more difficult. John, your favorite turtle is Michelangelo, correct? That is correct. How do you spell his weapon of choice, nunchaku?
2: No cheating, John. No, yeah, no cheating. What's the
1: what's the words origin? Japanese. I'm assuming. You must close your eyes, John. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. Um, Can you please use it in a sentence?
0: John, come on. You know, (laughs) Michaelangelo has nunchaku.
1: N-U-N-C-H-A-K-U Nunchaku
0: that is correct John is one for one Andrew your favorite turtle is Raphael how do you spell Sai S-A-I correct I think that was the harder one of the two to be honest
1: yes it was I've spelled that every time in my show notes I spell it wrong I don't know how to spell it
0: yeah I have to google it All right, John In one of the past episodes, the turtles were shrunk down to a very small size. Some would say they were minuscule. Spell minuscule.
1: Chris, are you serious? Spell it M M I N I S C U L E. That is what?
0: Andrew, would you like a shot? You can try and steal. Minuscule.
2: I would spell it the same way as John. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to put M-I-N-I-S-U-C-L-E.
0: <laughs> I, even I lost you halfway through.
1: Minnesota. The correct
0: answer is M-I-N-U-S-C-U-L-E. Oh. Minuscule. John, all the duvel. bravado of John going into that. <laughs> all right, Andrew, back to you. The turtles are named after renaissance artists. Spell renaissance.
1: Get lost in the letters here. <laughs> yeah.
2: R-E-N A-I No. Ren There's an A I R C N I S A I N C E.
0: No. A eh. John <laughs>
1: I don't even know what letters he said.
0: Yeah, he got he got like, <laughs> I think he did two sets of N's there.
1: Yeah. I heard R-E-N-R-E-N-N. <laughs> Ren, re- All right, Renaissance. R E R E N N A I S S A N C E. Renaissance.
0: Nope. Incorrect. One N. R-E-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E. You are both one for two. John, your final word. Diarrhea. The sewers are full of diarrhea.
1: (laughs) D-I-A-R-R-E-A-H. Incorrect. Wait, what did I say? (laughs) (laughs) You said D-I-A-R-R-E-A-H.
2: That's wrong? Now yeah, is an h d i a h h e a. Can you stop spelling while I'm trying to spell? D i a h r r e a.
0: That is incorrect. <laughs> the correct spelling of diarrhea is d wow. i a r r h e a.
2: Had the h in the wrong spot. All right, yeah.
0: Andrew, your last word for the win. John was one for three. April can be seen as a liaison between the turtles and the outside world. Oh. How do you spell liaison?
2: L I A S O N. Eh,
0: incorrect. John? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck with it. He looks like a deer in headlights, though. <laughs>
1: that's how I was gonna. All right, that's how I was gonna spell it, but I'm gonna go L E E dash A Y dash S E N. In gray The proper spelling of liaison. two I's, yeah. L I A I S O N.
0: Liaison. liaison you both one for three. That. No victors. That's well, disappointing to be honest, John. I knew you guys were going to be very cocky off the bat. So, those third words, I Googled the most commonly misspelled words and pulled those from the list.
2: Well, it'd be easier if I could spell it in peace and quiet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> John, the second John got minuscule wrong, his whole head started spinning. I, I mean,
2: what, <laughs> I,
1: what? I will say,
2: word? I will say, minuscule is one I don't know if i've ever spelled before honestly but renaissance and diarrhea are two that i've always spelled wrong i've never spelled those words right and
1: autocorrect just fixes them for me
0: i'm so bad at diarrhea i can't even get autocorrect i can't get close enough for autocorrect to correct me most of the time i knew
1: it was yeah that's a whole nother level when you you can't see what you like if i could see it in front of me i would know but i guess that's the point right
0: yeah so you guys will have to work on your spelling
2: damn how about this? F-U-C-K-Y-O-U, Chris. <laughs>
1: yeah. How about these nuts? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So the Turtles... or Sorry, Shredder's in the library. He's got his book. Um, he's there with Bebop and Rocksteady. And in come the Turtles, okay? They're chatting it up a little bit. They're a little too loud on the entry, which gives Shredder enough time to hide. So they open the door... They instantly proclaim, Shredder's been here. And then Shredder pops out and says, Wrong, I'm still here. And he hucks an exploding ninja star at them, blows up the bookshelf, the bookshelves behind them, and buries them in books and debris.
2: He absolutely absolutely devastates
1: yeah. the turtles at the library.
0: Yeah, crushes them.
1: Yeah, it was Shredder with the ninja star in the library. <laughs> For all you clue fans out there. <laughs>
0: So the turtles are buried. Shredder says, Bebop and Rocksteady, you guys finish these, you know, finish turtles off. I'm done here. Um, He walks off. And as Bebop and Rocksteady are kind of doing their little villain speech, Leo pops awake, takes his katana, hums it over to the radiator pipe, which he slices and just steam baths Bebop and Rocksteady scalding them.
1: That steam is so dangerous. Yeah, that's a painful. dangerous.
2: You know what the craziest thing about steam that I remember learning? Steam what? and boiling water have the same temperature, 212 degrees, let's just call it. But steam sure, right. has more energy and therefore can burn you more. Isn't that wild?
0: That is wild. I didn't know that. Yes. I
2: I learned that. I remember uh, during undergrad, I had to explain why steam was hotter than boiling water. And it mind fucked me. Still does to this day. That is crazy. How does it have more energy?
0: Just because it's moving around faster?
2: I think it's because it's in a gaseous state. So the molecules are moving faster. So there's more like total energy in that solution. I think, I don't know, somebody, it's been a while, somebody can correct me, but that's what I'm going to go with.
1: Yeah. Gas state did not make our Mount Rushmore states last week. Here's a little fun fact for you that you may or may not know how the, the Fahrenheit scale was developed. So Celsius, obviously, we all know zero is the freezing point of fresh water or non-salt water, I should say, and 100 is boiling Fahrenheit. Mr. Fahrenheit, that developed it, thought that, hey, I get freshwater freezes at thirty-two, but I want to make zero. What salt water freezes at? So he made zero degrees Fahrenheit salt water, and then he said, well, I kind of want to make a hundred. What like human body temperature would be? So he made normal like body temperature was going to be a hundred. And then everything just scaled off that. So boiling was 212 and the like. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Our body, body temperature is not 100 degrees. I know, but relative. Chris, this is when he developed it back when.
2: Yeah, fuck Fahrenheit. Because he... U.S. I think it's the U.S. And... Like three other countries use Fahrenheit. The rest of the world uses Celsius. And it makes so much more sense.
0: No, but you know what I like about Fahrenheit is... 100 degrees is kind of the limit of how hot it gets. And it makes sense that a 100 would be super hot te- for, te- for temperature only. Well, I guess that's all they measure. But like when you're in Celsius and they're like, oh, it's <laughs> 17 degrees out, like that means nothing. What the
1: fuck to is me. that? Yeah.
0: Zero is cold and a 100 is hot. That makes perfect sense to me.
1: That's exactly how the scale was developed.
0: Yeah. But you like you're saying, salt water, I don't care about salt water freezing. I'm just saying how cold it is outside which I get they're related, but you know what I, I mean?
2: I disagree. I prefer the Kelvin scale. Do you zero. prefer
0: meters and millimeters to feet and inches?
2: I do. I do mainly though, because I work in the medical industry. So everything is millimeters and the metric. And to me, scaling, I prefer using decimals than fractions and scaling of things. Just I, I would a hundred percent volunteer to be the metric system. <laughs> I would 100% voluntary country to go to the metric system. It's the only too, thing that yeah, screws me go. up. The only thing that screws me up is um the volumes. I can't. I haven't figured out volumes in metric and converting those to uh to imperial. But
1: like how many ounces? A are in liter.
2: Well, yeah, like milliliters and compared to ounces and all that sort of stuff. It's hard for me.
1: Isn't it all just two point five one?
2: Yeah, but to for somebody just to shout out hey this is you know 600 Uh-oh. milliliters like in my mind immediately processing what is that a lot of volume or a little volume yeah I have no idea. because i know if I somebody just, says just, 12 12 millimeters i know that's half an inch and so i can visualize that
1: wow i didn't know that i pint? just know i just judge it all based on a two liter bottle of soda why the fuck is soda in liters but <laughs> everything else that wow do we just do we just crack the code why is soda in liters I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> but that's the rose. That.
1: that
2: is the yep. Rosetta Stone to, to link metric and imperial. Yeah.
1: To, to, to <laughs> you see how many bottles of soda. <laughs> I never only, thought about this. It's
0: only the two liters. Like none of the other others. Now there's one liters. We go in ounces.
1: No, no, the one liter. There's the one liter. It's like you're a hardo yeah, if you go to the gas station get a one liter. It's yeah, like, I know. gonna like, a fucking I, twenty ounce.
0: That's what I'm saying. Why is it just the uh, the bigger sizes
1: that are in liters. No gallon
0: of soda.
2: I was thinking about this the other day Uh, because I had to pick up milk and I got soda at the same time. And I was thinking, why do we not use a gallon of soda in that container too? Why is there a separate bottle or put milk? Because a liter is almost a half gallon, right? Those are pretty close
0: there. I think that's the closest measurement we have
2: yeah it's like 59 ounces instead of 64 but to
1: me even a half gallon i just don't get it wow here is so i just because i listen to a fair amount of podcasts and whenever the hosts are talking about something that you know the answer to it's like the most frustrating thing so here is why soda is sold by the leader so pepsi wanted their bottles to be 10 times bigger than coke's six and a half ounces and it just happened to be right around two liters And that was at the time that the US government was flirting with going to the metric system. So switching to the metric, they sort of wanted to get ahead of it and sold it in a two liter bottle. And then it kind of caught on. Wow.
0: Interesting. So then before that, they didn't measure in liters.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And then I was gonna say something about something. What were we talking about before Fahrenheit? Doesn't matter, continue. We were talking about steam. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so the Turtles, Bebop and Rocksteady get steamed and they just hightail it out of there. They've had enough. Um, And in kind of the aftermath, the Turtles find a couple pages from the book that Shredder was reading, which is amazing that they knew it was that book because there's a pile of books now.
1: Oh, Um, I was going to say, well, it kind of goes along with it. When Bebop and Rocksteady run away... They're like sprinting out of there. The door closes behind them. And then the turtles just run into the door. They're terrible at chasing Bebop and Rocksteady. Terrible at it. Or they're just great at setting up a trap that they don't get tailed.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Because they swept on coins last episode, right?
1: Yeah. And they're also the only ones that they ever
0: pursue. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, on the pages of this book from Shredder's book... Um, they find out that there's an old abandoned subway terminal under the city that was used as a temple by cultists back in the 1920s. That temple is located at the nexus of dimensions. So if Shredder says that spell at midnight, has to be at midnight, he can open a portal to whatever dimension he wants and get uh, his, his army back. So obviously they decide they need to stop Shredder.
1: Midnight Eastern time. Yep. Very important.
0: <laughs> Did they say Eastern time? Or it's just no, but
1: it's just, No. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so back to Bebop and Rocksteady. They're now in their hideout with Shredder, kind of explaining what happened, and he is just completely rip shit that they screwed this up again. Um, but he shows them that he knows the location of this old temple, explains that all he has left to do is translate the spell, and he'll get everything he needs. So he decides to call Crane. He's going to brag to Crane. Basically, as always, tell him what his plan is. And the only warning Crane gives him is that you got to make sure you say the spell properly. Because if you mispronounce something or you say it wrong, you can open a portal to a different dimension than Dimension X. And one that could be much worse than Dimension X itself.
2: And we know this is true because if anyone's seen the new Doctor Strange, that's exactly what happens or is it Spider-Man one of those two he opens a portal it gets messed up because Spider-Man keeps changing it
1: and then the world falls into chaos
2: so this has been verified
1: and 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 when Harry is trying to transport to Diagon Alley through the fireplace he says diagonally in the movies anyways rather than Diagon Alley and he travels into The not-so-great part of Diagon Alley. So
0: John is referring to the flu Powder Network. Yes. And by the not-part, good part of Diagon Alley, he means Nocturne Alley. Yeah. Which is where dark wizards go to purchase knickknacks and things.
1: And paddy wax. Yes. (laughs) 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 So this part,
0: this irked me a little bit, because number one, how does Crang know about this incantation? And spell already. Like Shredder didn't tell him that part. He just seems to know that this exists, and you can go to this portal. Um, and number two, if if he knew about this, why didn't they try this earlier? But
1: those are all well, questions
0: we don't have answers for.
1: I don't think Kring wants Shredder to come back. Right? He's like uh, get like. I know he wants to beat the turtles, but he kind of doesn't like Shredder.
2: I don't know what he's doing in Dimension X. He's just. <laughs> He's just hanging out there. Is yeah. Is this the shower interruption? That's later on, but
0: the part is funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's just he's just chilling. I guess he's on vacation. He's back home. He's just decompressing from his uh, trip abroad. But
0: I think shredder's just entertainment for him at this point. Yeah, let me fuck around and make this guy's life miserable and also myself a couple laughs.
1: Like, was Crane always a brain? Like, I know when he got banished to Earth, he ended up being a brain, but. I was always under the assumption that he had some other type of body or something back in Dimension X, but he's still just banging around in the costume that he's in.
0: Yeah, he said when he got banished, like he was, his body was like destroyed and all that's left was his brain. So at some point he had a body. What do you want him to do? He's, this is all he's got. I
1: don't know. I just assumed he would go back into whatever body he had rather than this. And What is it called, Andrew? What's the body
2: called? The Android. Android body.
1: I thought I
0: had a special name in this kind of way,
2: but so
0: they, we cut now back to April. She's back at the channel six headquarters and she gets a call from the turtles who were kind of searching around. They're trying to figure out where this, the subway tunnel could be. And conveniently they ask her for a copy of the documentary she did on abandoned subway tunnels just a few weeks before. So she agrees to give it to him. They tell her to meet them at the Cornelius building, which I don't know if that's a famous building or not, but um, they pick her up there. So they pick her up as they're kind of driving around. Leo is able to decipher the map to find out that Shredder has to open the portal at midnight. Um, and then we cut to Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady, and they're kind of humming down these, these tracks under the city uh, looking for the temple. So people up in Rocksteady, as they're they're searching, they kind of mention, like, hey, I don't understand how the turtles can live in this dump down here. And Shredder exclaims, oh, my God, I forgot the turtles lived in the sewers. And that gives him an idea.
1: It's unbelievable that he would forget that the (laughs) turtles live there. Unbelievable.
2: In his haste of magic spells that he's onto now. He just forgets everything that came before. He's been it's down I, there before,
1: hasn't he? I know. It's not his first time looking for the turtles in the sewer. Yeah, like two thirds of the
0: monsters he sent have gone into the sewer to get them.
1: Yeah, like it kind of feels like this episode was like, a, it's like a standalone, like, sh- like I don't know, like doesn't really fit into the knowledge and like where the turtles have come and been. It just it feels really out of place. Yeah, They call those
0: evergreen episodes, John. You can play them whenever.
2: Like it was left over from season one. Like they didn't know if they were going to get renewed. And it got left over and they just had to slot it in because all the animation was done. Yeah.
0: So as soon as he remembers, he calls Crank back. And this is Crank fresh out of the shower. Still dripping wet. He's got a towel on. And he's like, what the hell are you bothering me for? This better be good. And Shredder says, Hey, I need my neuro scrambler that I invented back because I'm going to set it to a frequency that'll only affect mutant brain waves and it'll make them see each other as enemies and fight each other. And while they're doing that, I'll be over there in the portal getting my army back. So Krang says, You know what? This is against my better judgment, but I'll send it to you anyway. And somehow he just morphs it out of thin air from Dimension X over to Shredder without a portal. So that is also interesting that you can just send things without a portal.
1: Convenient. Conveniently forgot to open the portal, but... Yeah, no Ion Storm this time. Just right where he fucking needs it to go, it goes. So here
0: we're going to pause for our second segment, Turtle Tech. So as I mentioned, the neuro-scrambler is able to alter brain waves to direct somebody to do something. Do you guys believe that this technology existed at the time of the episode, the late 1980s?
2: To clarify, is it just disrupting brainwaves or is it controlling somebody from it an external device? It is
0: controlling them from brain waves.
1: I don't think so. I'm going to go, yeah. John? I said yes. yes. Yeah.
0: John is wrong. Andrew is correct. This technology does not exist. Then, nor does it exist now. Andrew, it sounded like you might have been on to something. Would you care to explain?
2: I was just going to say, I think the ability to disrupt your thoughts or um, like a noise that impacts your thought process, those I would, if you had to ask that, I would say those probably do and did exist, but the control thing is just a whole nother level of entering somebody's brain and then changing what they're doing. I don't think, I think that's still a ways away personally.
0: Yeah. So there are a host of things that can measure brainwave activity and chart it and all that stuff. But the only thing that we found that can alter brain activity is meditation. So if you meditate enough, and properly, you can alter your alpha brainwaves to either calm down or, you know, focus, whatever, which I thought was interesting. So that's the turtle tech segment. Just one. Well, John, is there any other turtle tech in this episode? <laughs> I'm doing it as it's, in, as it's introduced.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious.
0: Very all right. No, I'll, if you want to have segments, <laughs> we, I can't wait till you host next week.
1: <laughs> I'm just asking, was that it?
0: Yeah, that, that's it. That is the one. <laughs> okay. So, the Turtles are back. Oh, so, Shredder sets this... It looks like a cash register. He kind of twirls the thing around, and he's like, all right, this will get the Turtles. So, they're walking along the tracks kind of a little ways behind you know, Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady, and... They come up on where this neurotransmitter kind of hits them. They grab their heads. They're saying, oh, I'm not feeling that good. And all of a sudden they go into battle mode where they start to argue. And f- so basically they, they kind of hurl some insults at each other. And then Mikey and Leo are facing off while Donnie and Raph face off. So it appears that Mikey gets the best of leo and their little scuffle he's able to rip a katana out of his hand then they're kind of going like fist to fist they're pushing back on each other and donnie absolutely kicks the shit out of raf he's got him on the ground i think at one point with his bow staff over him um so as they're kind of fighting april's panicking she's like oh no what's happening and she reminds them hey what would splinter think if he were here watching all of this and that kind of kicks leo out of the mental fog he's starting to come around a little bit and then april conveniently finds this neuro scrambler hidden in the wall and she hucks it into the air and they kind of all throw their weapons at it and destroy it
2: there, was there a turtle power during that too or was there something that they shouted i feel like yeah
0: they, it was a corny like it looked like when you see the group high fives where everyone Claps their hands together, but they did it with their weapons instead. Yeah, they did. So, we cut back to Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady are kind of saying, hey, we're never going to find this place. And instantly, they walk into it. So, they're at the temple. Um, He tells Bebop and Rocksteady, hey, climb up into these little sewer drain things in the wall so you can hide. I'm going to open the portal, take your stun guns, and just be on the ready. So as he's as he's starting the spell and getting ready, the turtles in April burst in, they see Shredder, they you know exclaim, We're here to stop you, and instantly get stunned by Bebop and Rocksteady.
2: Very you mentioned this last episode or the one before. Very boondock saints like perch and shot from Bebop and Rocksteady. That stun gun, I'm gonna call it a stun gun. I don't know. What I would I think call that's them. that's what they called them. I think that's stun gun. What they to, yeah. Yeah. Stun Worked, blaster or something. Stun blaster. Yeah. Worked, uh, executed flawlessly by Bebop and Rock City. Uh, pretty good. I mean, Shredder Shredder's plan, while there's been a few spots that's been thwarted already, pretty good. I mean, he's addressed all the things. Now he just has to deliver the spell without being interrupted or saying it incorrectly.
0: And. I'll say ever since they got back from Dimension X, Bebop and Rocksteady are deadly with with shooting.
2: Yeah, because they got back a few episodes instantly. ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, and here just straight all four turtles plus April in like five shots, incredible. So the turtles are down; they're stunned in a pile. Bebop and Rocksteady again are kind of left to guard them while Shredder recites the spell and opens the portal. So he's reading this spell; it's kind of childish and rhymey but right when he gets to the end in bus splinter who we had last seen being chased down a subway tunnel turns out he smelled some incense burning or candles and tracked it to the temple stopping he kind of bursts in and says stop and that screws up shredder (laughs) in the final words of his spell and opens you know which opens an incorrect portal through which, I he's called the Tentacle Monster. He looks like spaghetti and meatballs. That's yeah. what I thought when he's coming through.
2: <laughs> Meatball monster with tentacles. Yeah.
0: Um, so Bebop and Rocksteady open fire on Splinter. He's ducking and diving and jumping over these little laser blasts. Um The Turtles, you know, they're activated at this point. They pop back up. They disarm Bebop and Rocksteady, but no, no sooner do they do that than the tentacle monster grabs bebop rocksteady april and shredder and it's kind of hanging halfway through the portal and just menacingly flailing them around in the air um so the turtles they're able to free april shredder frees himself he slices a tentacle off with his arm things frees bebop and rocksteady and they hightail out of there and basically okay good luck dealing with this monster that's your guy's problem now the turtles use, so the, the monster at this point is fully dropped into the temple. He's kind of on the ground flailing around. Um, the turtles strategically use the monster to knock out the pillars holding up the ceiling. And they just cause it to cave in and smush this thing, you know, five seconds after it popped into the portal. Any, any comments on that?
2: Weak, weak monster. Very weak. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of the mutant plant in terms of, you know, like flailing arms and stuff. And I feel like they had a similar outcome to mutant plant where they just, you know, they're chopping its, it's, uh, you know, tentacles off, vines off, what have you. And then they just go for, well, since we can't get this thing back in the portal, we're just going to
1: squish it like it's a bug. I don't think we ever actually see it die, though. Right? Yeah, it's dangerous. I mean, I know it like falls, but we never actually see. And if there's one thing you know from movies, it's if you don't see the creature die, it's not dead. Especially when it's in the sewer. So they're just hoping that the collapse of the temple
2: just keeps it in place, and that they'll never cross paths with it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Dangerous. Yeah,
0: that was my first thought. Was we we didn't see it die. Number two, usually the final battle in these cartoons is pretty good. This one sucked. And also, <laughs> if they're, like, under the city and they're just causing cave-ins, what's going on up on street level?
2: Yeah, topside? Yeah, topside yeah. must be getting wild. So, Sinkholes.
0: Yeah, everything. So they defeat this monster. They drop April off back at Channel 6. Just get the fuck out of here. We're done with you. And then they're back in the sewers eating pizza with Splinter as he's recapping his journey of what happened to him. And basically, he says, you know what? After seeing the way humans treat each other, I'd prefer to stay an animal. And that's kind of the recap here. The lesson he learned all along was that he was happy with what he had.
2: Very fitting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And also, just like, spare me your, you know, commentary on how humans act, Splinter.
2: Yeah. He got you very, urban. very anti, very anti human. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he, one, he walked into a guy on the street. Two, he tried to hail a cab without having any money. And then three, he was like a half rat, half human guy trying to run around the city. So that ends this episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Yeah. Anticlimactic, because, in my opinion, their whole goal this entire series, they've stated multiple times, is to. Winter back to his human form and then when we finally do we get the worst episode ever and it's not just because he immediately reverts back like the plot the fighting everything was just subpar in this episode so i'm curious now how it changes the tone moving forward like is this an isolated thing where he goes back and they never speak of it again or are they trying to get to a more consistent and persistent anti-mutation so that he can live Fully is a human, or, or is he just done with it now? He doesn't want to go back. I don't know. We'll see.
0: So now, once there's anything else, we will move into our turtleisms. California! John, please share your turtleisms for the week.
1: <laughs> I did. I did, I didn't write. There were definitely a Mikey had one that was like primo or mondo something primo concept,
2: mondo depressed (laughs) popcorn Chris (laughs) I'll I'll run through I'll run through them for Mikey so I had mondo depressed, primo concept maximum bummer man strange oids mucho misterioso exacto mundo mondo nutsiness fearless leader and time to boogie
0: Hmm.
2: and a few others too
0: yeah, you had a couple more than I did, but I had all those. Um, for Raph, I had wouldn't bet my shell on it, tin skin, and metal mouth.
2: Yeah. He's he's big with the Shredder insults. It's pretty consistent for, for Raph.
0: He was also like the most like negative about Splinter coming back. Like the second he went up the manhole, they're like, oh, I wonder if he's going to come back. And he's Raph's like, oh, I, I wouldn't. He probably loves being a human more than being down here. Not yeah. a very glass half full guy.
1: Nope. I'm just, sorry, I looked up the IMDb episode ratings for the 87 series, because I'm like, oh, I wonder, yeah, you know, where this one would fit. It's like toward the top.
0: I never this trust was... those ratings. Yeah, this
1: like, one sucks. 193 episodes, and this is ranked number 26, according to the audience score, whatever it is. Garbage. Fucking crap. No way. It's a worse episode.
2: I agree. Besides Raph and Mikey, I had uh, Donnie with a mutated morons as he was insulting Bebop and Rocksteady. Leo had a top side, and then they all had turtle power.
0: Yeah. I also had Bebop and Rocksteady. They said shooting turtles in a barrel, which I thought was funny. Any other turtleisms, John? Nothing to add?
2: No cowbunga. No cowbunga.
0: It's because there was no... Usually the Calabunga comes at the big fight scene at the end. Yeah. And this one was just so anticlimactic they didn't even waste their time on it. Um, So we're going to do the villain power rankings now. Uh, Top 10 rankings, or top 10 from last week, we had Baxter Stockman slash The Fly at number one, Shredder at number two, followed by Krang, The Mutant Plant, the Eye of Sarnath Monsters, the Pizza Monsters, Bebop and Rocksteady, General Trag and Granator, the Roadkill Rodneys, and then the Mausers rounding out the top 10. Reserves, we had Omnis, Knucklehead, the Punks, Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang, the Anti-Turtle Attack Squad, the Foot Soldiers, and the Punk Frogs. So, does anybody believe that we need to alter anything before we add um, to this list?
1: i um i'm just i'm trying to think if bebop and rocksteady should move anywhere like they've had a lot of more action these past couple episodes but i don't think they were very effective although what they've nailed the turtles with the stun guns
2: they did and shredder also nailed them with that ninja star yeah, The question is, Is was it enough to shift the rankings here?
0: So I think, so above and Rocksteady get a plus for stunning the Turtles, but they also couldn't finish them off when they were just in a pile on the ground yeah. right in front of them. Yeah. It's kind of so like I net. think that's kind yeah, of breaking so even.
2: A neutral, and then Shredder stuns them, but then ultimately fails at the portal and then runs off So I don't think he moves up in my book.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah,
0: Shredder got too cocky almost. Yeah, he got too focused
2: on the portal, but he forgot about destroying the turtles, which he should have handled.
0: Which is basically why he wants to open the portal to crush the turtles and then take over the dimension. So, Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think, in my opinion, the power ranking stays the same.
0: I'd agree with that. Okay. So now we have the tentacle monster. To add, where do we think this should be placed?
1: I mean, uh, it's, if it's not DFL, then it's right above like the punk frogs, maybe.
0: DFL, you mean what does that even mean?
1: Dead fucking last.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to do like <laughs> DNF or like D on the no. DL, and you just combine them. <laughs> I would say I'm fine with it being dead. It didn't do it, grabbed things. That was it. And then it instantly got his tentacles sliced off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's last.
0: At least the frogs, like,
2: they stole, yeah. And they, and they, they stole like money and stuff. So they at least caused
1: some mayhem. All right. right. Let's slot it in. Only one more. Well, I'll have to update the spacing, but not a lot of space left for villains here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe we move those to the. Or to the side or something.
0: Or we just, do we banish people that don't come back?
1: Do you like it in memoriam? <laughs> <laughs> At the yard? end of season. <laughs> All right. So now
0: we will go to everyone's favorite segment, Pizza Time. Pizza Time. So we've added pepperoni and mushroom to the wheel for this week. We will now determine who, based on last week's Twitter poll, is going to spin the wheel. Last week, the question was, how many seagulls would you have to find in your home before you suspect that they're being placed there as a prank? John,
1: is that how how you phrase it, John? I don't know. I was re-listening to the episode today, but... We started recording before I got to that section, so I'm not sure how accurate.
0: I'm pretty sure I'll, that's how you did it. I'm
1: find. gonna say that's how you did it. I mean, it's fine. So Andrew rock.
0: said one, I said two, which was the correct answer. John said three. With a whopping zero percent of the vote John lost last week's Twitter poll.
2: Wow. Unbelievable. Not a single vote. <laughs> We'd like to it's still <laughs>
0: open if you wanna try and save John.
2: How many total votes, Chris?
0: Uh, five. So we could do with some more votes for sure. <laughs> um, there's still two days left to vote if you're interested. But
1: no, we're calling it right. We got to call it right now. Yeah.
0: So John, hey, John could still win the poll—a little, you know, victory. I guess win a battle, not a war. But you're eating the yeah. pizza next week because we're recording right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in I think that's the the people have spoken. I think they're correct. Three is the wrong answer. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, John had know. to
0: pick third, so he couldn't pick one or two.
2: I know, but he was very. No, I was going with three
1: regardless. Three. Yeah, I was going to go regardless.
0: It's just a bad answer.
1: What I yeah, what I it meant it was meant to be like how many times would you need to find a seagull in your house before you thought it was a prank? But I, I think the answer is the same
0: for me. It's two.
2: Yeah, the answer is the same for me. One. Yeah.
1: So, your first thought is that you find, I mean, we have, I don't want to rehash this. I get, I'm getting passionate <laughs> here.
2: <laughs> yeah, what go back we, and what listen we to the, the last Andrew, episode. Anything
1: can happen once. Anything. I know. <laughs> so, exactly. Andrew your immediate a bird thought if you see a seagull a prank. Is, Yeah, someone is pranking me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I've never had a bird in my house ever in my entire life.
1: I have. I've had well,
0: bat.
2: A bird. Is yeah, I've bird. bird. I've had a bird. And specifically a Dad's seagull. How many, said birds in it. How many seagulls have you had in your house, Chris?
0: Yeah, a seagull would be interesting. Yeah. A seagull, a seagull. I pigs. would say, why is a seagull out here? But I also, they go to like McDonald's a lot. So maybe just got lost.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> they don't go to McDonald's. They, they eat McDonald's. at McDonald's. Yeah,
0: yeah they, go, they go to McDonald's,
2: <laughs> We have the pizza time wheel up. We've got seventeen entries. Wow, John. Uh, before I speak to some of the toppings, would you like a shuffle of the wheel, or would you like it straight up? Shuffle. Straight
1: up. I don't need a shuffle. Chris, shuffled the last. Have you time, ever
0: I up. didn't shuffle last. I time.
2: shuffle every time. I shuffle. All right. So pizza time wheel. Actually, we,
1: just as a comment here, it's rolling up on right now. Anchovies, everything, and anchovies. That would be a bad section of the wheel to get.
2: Yeah, we've got anchovy three times in various spots. Some of the other interesting ones. We've got cornflakes still on the board, peanut butter and jelly. Uh, What else? The anchovies. jelly jelly bean, and mushroom.
0: The anchovies surrounding the everything is like in Wheel of Fortune, where there's like a million dollars surrounded by two bankrupts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite quite the the spread. So, John, what are you hoping for
1: on this spin? Uh, I'm hoping for meatball. Meatball. All right. And what do you... As I was once... As one time I was in high school at a rival basketball gym to go scout a varsity basketball team. And as I was walking out, the crowd of fans noticed me and started chanting meatball, meatball. So Nice.
2: So you're going to stick it to him 15 years later? All right. Fucking (laughs) doherty.
0: By eating a meatball pizza.
2: All right. And and what's your um, least desirable...
1: Um, I th- why well, I I, sashimi. I just don't want it. All I've right. said that for the past 10 episodes.
2: All right, tell me when, John,
1: and right now.
2: Oh boy, all right, we're past oh, the anchovies. That's fine. Meatball, he got meatball. Oh, wow, he got what he asked for. That means you have to go again.
0: <laughs> rigged, wow. rigged.
2: I'm just kidding. All right. Meatball. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm,
0: wow. Fuck yeah. Meatball. Switching I can up. actually
1: order meatball pizza maybe. Yeah. I would.
0: Wow. John skates again. Wow. What a day. It's also funny that we started doing the poll and the order has just stayed the same yeah. even though we're still doing
1: the poll. That's yeah, on total right now including well through this week Chris you will have done five and Andrew and I will both have done four pizzas. Yeah because I
0: did I did the first one or did you? I did. I think
1: uh, you did the first one.
0: Yeah. It was whipped cream, so that makes sense. All right. Any other comments before we wrap up this week's episode?
2: Do we have a Twitter poll question for this week?
1: I do have one. I I'm going to say this is not an original question, but it's something that I had seen. I believe it originated from the, uh, Podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is a, a comic advice podcast that Lynn Manuel Miranda, I believe, is associated with. But there was a question that they raised on that podcast. And the question was: if a car horn had words instead of a sound, what would it say?
2: All right, let me spin the wheel. I have our second wheel for order because I think this is important for this one. This so is- let me let me open up the shellcast wheel and give it a spin spinning right now and who's blue? Chris. Chris. Me. Chris, you're up first. Beautiful. Leo.
0: So if a car horn was a word instead of a horn?
1: Or words. Yeah, if it said words instead of a sound, what would it say?
0: I'm gonna say, hey. Hey, hey, hey. going with hey. Hey, hey, hey.
2: (laughs) All right. I spun it again. It landed on me. So I'm gonna say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you.
0: But you can't do a friendly. Uh-huh. Fuck you, fuck you. Everything's <laughs> fuck mean you. if it's fuck you.
1: Are we okay with putting that on our Twitter? This f word. Yeah, I guess fuck we Fuck could... you.
2: <laughs>
1: That's what I'm going with.
0: So foghorn.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. All different types. <laughs> I guess I probably should have thought of something. I think I would say. I guess I would say move, 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 move. Yeah. yeah.
0: Not bad.
2: Move works. I think those are all pretty good.
1: Yeah. The, um, I think, I think the conclusion they came to on the podcast that I referenced was great job. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like
2: a tongue in cheek.
1: I I don't know. I, I didn't listen to it, but I think I just read that. That was the answer. So
0: I like that. That was a good question. All right, so, so that'll that, be this week's Twitter poll.
2: Yeah, so that'll be out. We, we drop those on episode air day and it runs yep. through the record over the weekend. So please go in there. We're going to tag. I'm going to tag a whole bunch of people this week. We got to get to at least 10. I mean, any repu- yeah. any respectable, reputable Twitter poll has at least 10 votes on it. So Dave, I'm calling on you. I've also got another friend of mine, Markel. He's very interested in becoming a, uh, are we calling them foot soldiers or what are we calling? Yeah. I like foot Foot soldiers. Soldiers. Yeah. Let's let's get those numbers up, guys.
0: I'm calling out Elise and Rachel. Listen, I don't know if they do. Probably not.
1: They don't at this point.
0: Do they even have Twitters to vote? Probably not. Well,
2: Uh, when I log into Rachel's account and vote for mine, I'll let you know.
1: (laughs) Elise has a Twitter, but she doesn't remember the password. And so it's just out there and unaccess- and it's linked to her old college email, so it's unaccessible.
0: Unbelievable. John's out there getting slaughtered in the polls and can't even get his wife to come to his defense.
2: <laughs> I mean sad. It sounds just, about just right man. for any any wife has to stick it stick it to their husband. So
1: yeah, we I I will say this week on the pod release we had a good a good amount of planes listeners this week yeah the
2: the pod has been steadily growing we've got um maybe next episode i'll kind of run through since we'll be what episode 14 or 15 total which will be pretty good but um you know, for anyone out there, in addition to the Twitter poll, I encourage people to check out the website tmntshellcast.com. We've got links to everything, a nice archive of each of the segments you can click on, and we'll bring you to the YouTube um, clip that will play those various segments. You can also find links to our social media there. So we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, John's been putting great, great work, great hours, logging, you know, logging the minutes for TikTok videos. Uh, Chris is always active on Twitter, so feel free to check that out. I've dropped a few haikus. I've never mentioned that on air, but mm-hmm. uh, are you guys enjoying the the Twitter haikus?
0: I How do they, like well... the haikus, and the graphics on the Instagram are incredible. They really are, legitimately yeah. impressive. Every time I saw, I didn't even I saw one this morning. The it was like the Channel Six TV news screen thing. Yeah, just incredible. Nice
2: work. Yeah, that's all. Uh, I'm gonna shout out to Midjourney. Those are all all the graphics that have featured are either sprites from the video games or 16 bit pixel art generated by Midjourney, including that that uh, TV. But I did want to just read the haiku real quick to encourage people um, to check out the tw- the Twitter. So we're trying to do different entertainment in each channel. So you need. You need to and you should follow us on on all social media platforms that we that we exist in. Uh, here is the haiku for from last episode. I'll read it. It says: "Mutant frogs captured, turtles fight Krang and Shredder, freedom in the end." So that's from chat GDP. Yeah, GPT. Short but moving. Yeah, yeah. snap it up. So check it out. I mean, honestly, um, in terms of the podcast itself, yeah, <laughs> check it out. We're on all the uh, um, major podcast platforms, and we're also on YouTube.
1: Where Chris, it's kind of shocking that our Twitter hasn't cross-promoted our TikTok. But
0: I uh, well, uh, I should. It's... You're right. It is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> those was shocking. the tick. in the TikTok videos are well thought out. I'll say that. A lot of brain power going into the ideas. <laughs>
1: I got, I got another one. I, I mean, I sent it, I, I go in and draft something to post at some point, but I got one to see the issue. This is a little inside, inside baseball here. The issue is when I go to duet a video, it's hard to use our podcast recording because the size of the video, does, it's not the long way on the phone. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's widescreen so, instead of. Yeah. Yeah. To ends right. fi- it ends up being very I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure this it we out. we do
0: this this way? Up.
1: No, but it wouldn't even matter because the screen record it just doesn't
0: it doesn't Oh, the out. whole screen. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Either it.
2: way, either way we're making moves. So, yeah. we'd like some more engagement. Um so
1: you can either join willingly or we're going to force you. Yeah. Yeah, remember when YouTube put their album on everyone's phone? Yeah, it's gonna be us. with our
0: podcast with our podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got sued and they had to pay out for that. Was it worth it?
0: Yeah. For the notoriety.
2: It still is yeah. on my phone, so it might be because that there's one is of their it? songs might be the, the most listened to song on my on my iPhone. Because <laughs> <laughs> my car defaults to my
1: iTunes yeah, my it, iTunes album when I get in there. I hate that. Yeah, I bought um this is when. Taylor Swift wasn't on Spotify and she uh, released, I think it was Reputation, so I bought it and it's on my Apple Music and now that, yeah, that defaults to the CarPlay, so it's like, god damn it. Another victim
0: of Taylor Swift. <clears throat> Alright. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next yeah. week.
1: It's a tight 80 minutes. Good job. cowbunga Cowabunga.